Welcome to the Brandma's House Podcast with the ghetto country grandmother herself, Phyllis Williams Strauder. I'm her future trophy husband and hype man, and I'm just here for the intro. GCB is a certified brand strategist, business coach, and life coach. She's also the founder of Brandmoss House, an agency that loves on the brand challenge entrepreneur. GCB is here to spill the tea on all things branding because spilling bourbon is just wrong. And here she is now, the ghetto country brand mother herself, Phyllis Williams Strauder. brand babies this is your ghetto country grandmother and i want to talk to y'all today today about you know what solopreneurs need to get paid to say no yeah i said it and i meant it so you know what we're gonna get into it we're gonna talk about who when and why you need to get paid to say no come on tired of being branded as a solopreneur? Is your brand doing everything that it should? Is your brand doing its social media job? Is your long-form content hitting branded SEO boxes? If your yeses and nos are in the wrong places, get ready for a brand ego check. This is not a brand audit. A brand ego check looks at how you connect the dots of your life, brand, and business. The Ghetto Country Grandmother created her brand ego method particularly for solopreneurs struggling to scale their brand based on their individuality. You'll gain insights and action steps to level up your personal and business brand. You'll also have more confidence and consistency throughout your brand touch points. Go to the link in the description to schedule your brand ego check today. All right, brand babies, I said we're going to talk about why you need to get paid to say no. And there is an absolute great reason. What I hear from a lot of solopreneurs is like, how do I raise my prices? When do I raise my prices? How much do I charge? How do I get leads? Okay, it's all fine and good. But none of y'all are asking, like, I need to get paid because I had to say no to something. Oh, that's some heartbreaking shit. Because you might want this job so bad that it just seeps into you and it's like it makes you want to cry. Now, this was a hard lesson that I had to learn when we were still doing our catering thing. Early in our food career, someone came along and wanted Neil to be a spokesperson for their product, for their store. And it was only for the summer. We were still a young company and we had a few people working for us and all that kind of stuff. So I'm like, okay, we should be able to roll with this. They offered us $5,000. And at that time in our business, that was a whole lot of money. I was like, oh my goodness, dude, they're going to pay you five grand. They only going to take you on the weekends and it's going to be all right. But little did I know that. I was going to have to turn some folks down because I don't cook on purpose. I don't know if y'all know it, but I don't cook on purpose. Sister, mm -mm, that ain't my thing. That was my husband's thing. I happened to get sucked into it, but it was not because I cook on purpose. But when Neil was gone, when he had to do these things for them on the weekend, and y'all know for barbecue businesses, they're busy on the weekend. Catering means you have to set up, break down, cook the food and all the things on the weekend. I also had a child. A very young child, maybe three. Yeah, I think she was about three around this time. But they took him for the summer. That was one of the hardest summers I spent in our business at that time. I was okay. We survived. We did the thing. But I did have to turn down some things because we did not have enough staff. Or me personally, I didn't trust our staff 
to do some of the more high profile things because we did do some celebrity stuff on occasion. So I didn't trust our staff without Neil being there. That was on me. But anyway, here this company come again the following year. They wanted to extend his contract. They wanted him to be gone much longer. And they, I forgot, but yeah, they wanted all these extras. And I'm like, okay, that was my first dipping my toe into reading contracts. Cause oh my goodness, they bring you a whole lot of contracts. When y'all get ready to do TV stuff, trust and believe. One of the things that get on my nerves is that you're not being compensated cause you're supposed to be getting the exposure. Yeah, that's some bullshit. But, but <laughs> you're getting this exposure, but they're using your shit in perpetuity to get paid off of ads. Yeah, it's it's like that. It's like that. But this particular company, they came back for the second summer. And like I said, they wanted to extend Neil's contract and they wanted him for all these things. And I'm like, hell to the naw. It was not worth $5,000 of my sanity to let him go again. And I just would not agree to it. So we went back and forth and it's like, okay, if I have to say no to these things, then you have to give up this much money because this is costing me money. We went back and forth with a price and then extra stuff that they wanted. Well, if it's this and this, and it's like, okay, what we finally ended up with was they were going to pay us 21 grand for Neil to do some weekend stuff to promote their products. So that's another thing. It's not promoting us. Yes, Neil's name is still out there. Big Mister is still doing the damn thing, but it's promoting someone else's stuff. He's doing all these television segments, and the only way it's relatable back to our business was because they would say Neil Big Mister Strader. Okay, but everything else was the company name, their brand, their food, their all the things. All right. So, like I said, that second year they came back twenty-one grand, three months, two to three months on the weekends. But they were longer weekends. So before it was like maybe a Saturday and Sunday. Now he was going to Vegas. He was going to Arizona. He was doing all this shit. While I'm at, I'm back here at, at the Ponderosa trying to hold it down, not trying to cook on purpose. Yeah, that was some fuckery right there. <laughs> but I learned. I learned my lesson. So then, yes, they came back a third year. A third year they came back. And it was the same thing, extended contract. Now can we have them for this amount of time? Again, I have to get paid for saying no. Because again, I had to turn down jobs. Yes, our, our staff was more seasoned. But then, like I said, we still had high profile things that people wanted Big Mister on the scene. Okay, if y'all want my husband and I can't produce, what do I have to do? I have to say no. I have to turn them down. And it's like, okay, I thought 21 grand was sufficient for that. But again, we had grown in popularity. One, because yeah, Neil was getting some exposure, but he was gaining notoriety in his own right because Neil had been on, what, Barbecue Pitmasters or whatever, a couple of shows on his own. So we were getting the notoriety from that. Plus we were running, winning barbecue competitions. So his name was known. It may not have been known nationally, but it was known locally. And that was, that was getting us business. So like I said, that third year they came back, read the contract. I'm like, I'm, 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 that perpetuity shit still does not sit well with me because even if they, even if they don't use it, but and say, because it's television and they have another production company that wants to use it, 
Anybody and their mama can use your shit. And it's like you have no rights to it whatsoever. But you're getting exposure. For this particular one, we was getting paid. But most of them, when they ask you to be on these shows and stuff, you're getting exposure. If you happen to win the 10 grand, yay! If you don't, you know what you got exposure. Go try and cash that at the bank. <laughs> but like I said, they came back this third year. And it was like, you know what? If you guys are going to continue to do this, this was the year I'm like, you know what? Balls to the wall. Let's do this thing. This is how much I want. Because at this point, like I said, we were turning down so many jobs. It was it was affecting our business and it was making us look bad. Because that's what people wanted. But And we even had a few people that would change the dates because they wanted Neil there. I'm like, okay, if y'all willing to change your date just so Duke can show up, that's fine by me. But... In the same vein, like I said, it's all the ones, all the ones that weren't willing to change, all the ones that weren't willing to accommodate Neil being in Vegas and Arizona and wherever he was for this particular company. So that third year, we renegotiated the contract, and for those three months, and like I said, it wasn't full months, but for those three months, they paid us forty-two thousand dollars for Neil to go and hawk their stuff, do the, the news segments, the food soup, you know, how they do the stuff on TV for holidays and all that kind of stuff. And he went and did the segments and all, but it was 42 grand. I had to double what they were offering from last year because not only had we grown in our own right, but now I'm turning down bigger jobs because we have raised our prices because of that notoriety and prices going up and hiring new staff. So our prices were higher. And so I'm losing more money. So like I said, that third year, they came back. It was 42 grand. There were some alterations to the contract. But for everything that I had to say no to, I had to be compensated for by them. So that's the thing. We're gonna, the, the thing about it is, when are you having to get paid to say no? As a solopreneur, yes, this back then was me and my husband. But like I said, at that point when he would be gone, I was I was flying that shit solo because I had to boss everybody. And that, ugh, ugh. I'm twitching, <laughs> but, and, and like I said, it wasn't, it wasn't just simply being a solopreneur, but it's running everything by myself, the whole administrative side. And now making sure the cooking side is done and making sure the shopping is done and all these other things. So wearing all these different hats. So since I got to say no to the jobs I've turned down, I also had to say no to myself for the things that, you know what? Instead of cooking, I would have been doing this. And this was because you were taking something that was vital to my business. You're taking my husband, the person that, that who's the base, who's the main cook, all of the things, the main pit master, you're taking that. You're taking time away from my daughter because she was already with us in the business, but now it's like, baby, get, you got to wait, baby, you got to wait. When I say you got to get paid for saying no, it's just not to the clients that you're saying no to. It's all the other things that you have to give up. When people come at you and it's like, oh, well, we have an emergency. Sweetie, emergency on their part. Y'all know the role. That ain't none of my business. But if you need me to make it my business, if you need me to give up of my personal self, and you came to me looking for this, then yeah, you're going to have to pay me for saying no to myself. There is something valid in that. And it's not about like how much should you charge. And I, I get so angry now when I see so many people posting that. When they're constantly asking how much should I charge? But what would you charge for this? Who gives a fuck? What would you charge? How much do you want? And if you're able to pull that number out of your ass and be okay with it, 
then it doesn't matter what anybody else charges. It doesn't matter what sticker price anybody else puts on their thing. Because this is based on you, your needs, your wants, your profit margins, your overhead. All that stuff comes into play. So if you're not willing to sit down and run those numbers, sweetie, you're dumb as fuck by asking somebody how much should they charge. I'm sorry to be that blunt about it, but that ain't none of your business. Because they may be charging that because, you know what, they could be paying their people better. They could be paying higher rents. They could not be getting a break on their on their cost of goods sold. There's all these different things. They may have a higher insurance premium. So asking what someone charges is not a fair question. Because you're comparing apples to, to, to sledgehammers. Is that different for everyone and what they do in their business? So when you should get paid for saying no, when should you get paid for saying no, is when you know what, what do you have to give up? Who do you have to say no to? And especially being a solopreneur, if you're taking this job and this job has to take up all of your time, you can't do two jobs at once, you can't flip flop back and forth between two, three and four jobs, then you know what? That means you have to say no to someone else. So that means you know what? I got to charge this because if someone comes along and I have to turn down a job, my prices need to be able to reflect that. And people who are not in business will not understand that. It's like, well, you ain't doing nothing. That's not the point. I'm not doing anything right now. But if someone else comes along and they're willing to pay this price for me to say no to you, then guess what? You got to pay the price for me to be able to say no to them. And that's when that shit comes around. When you decide that, you know what, I waited till the last minute, I fucked up, I need you to do this for me ASAP, you got to say no to your life. Things that you were doing, I don't care if it was, you know what, I was sleeping in all day. I was snoring, slobbing, and doing all the good, crusting my eyes kind of sleep. But now I got to say no to that. So you know what? Come on, roll me out my money, roll me out my coin. So you have to get paid for saying no. And the why of it all? is because it's taking you from something else that you could be doing. It's taking you away from another project, another client, another life. This is your business life. This is your life life. This is what you do when you want to have fun, when you want to relax, when you don't want to be bothered. And if you're willing to let someone infringe on that, that is why you need to get paid for saying no. You can't be wishy-washy about it you have to I, I i talk to so many people that they look at me I, I i can always tell when someone is uncomfortable with their own fucking prices because they get to him and high and they can't look me in the eye and it's like sweetie what's how much you charging well it's uh, uh don't utter mutter or stutter that's what we used to say if it's comfortable coming out of your mouth then that means you are confident about your price, which means you are also confident in what you offer and the results that you get for people. So there is no reason for you to utter, mutter, or stutter. If you're not able to confidently and confidently pull that number out of your mouth, then, sweetie, that's not the number for you yet. That, is, that means you know what? You need to lower it to a place where, you know what, this is how much I'll accept it for that. But only for the next two jobs, because those next two jobs mean I have two more clients worth of experience. I have two more clients worth of proof, which means I have two more clients that, you know what? I got to raise my price because I've gotten better. 
I don't care if you got a client today and another one tomorrow. If you're better, better tomorrow because of that client you got today, guess what? You can say, all right, let me go ahead and add on another dollar or two. You should be okay with that. You're saying no to the old you. The old person that didn't know how to do this, that didn't know how to rock this game, that didn't know how to draw this effectively. The one that didn't know how to close a deal, didn't know how to convert a sale. When you raise your prices, you're saying no to, you know what, that's not who I am anymore. That's not saying that you can't go back and help someone. You know what? This is my way of giving back. Let me go ahead and do this thing for you, and I'm only going to charge you this amount of money. That's not dropping your prices. That's being accommodating to someone you want to help. And you get to pick and choose. You get to say no to, I don't want to work with you just because I don't fucking like you. While you say yes to this person over here, you know what? I want to help you out because I understand the struggle. Been there, done that, do it. And that's the thing. Who do you say no to? Do you say no to the person that has the least amount of money? That's on you. You still got to get them to pay you enough for whatever you're saying no to. Who it is, whether it's, it's Tom, Dick, or Harry, or CEO, CFO, whoever, titles and names do not matter. The who of it all is who's taking up your time or who's taking time away from something else. Are they taking you away from something that's going to pay you more? Are they taking you away from a person that you'd rather be with? Are they taking you away from the education that you could be getting? So if you have to say no to all of those things, those should be factored into your prices. People talk about, you know what, factor in the profit margin. That's easy. If you're going to say, you know what, I'm, I'm still at an hourly rate. I'm charging $100 an hour. Okay, that's your hourly rate. That's how much you're making. What's the business making? What's the profit margin for the business? Nobody factors in that part. You have to know your numbers. You have to stop asking the question, how much should you charge, and recognize what you should be getting, what you should be getting paid for. You should be getting paid for saying no. You should be getting paid to so that your company has a profit. And that profit is not what goes back in your pocket, it's what runs your company. And that's in addition to your expenses and overhead. You gotta run those numbers. Sooty, when, 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 when Neil was running around and all that kind of stuff, what would get factored into the price? Dude had to go shopping. That's gas money. That's his time. That's him being in the store. All of that stuff gets factored into your prices. So again, when you're asking the question, how much should I charge? Sweetie, you're cheating yourself. Because don't nobody know what you should charge. People like, oh, you should charge like $500. You Why? Can you justify that shit? Some people aren't comfortable with getting paid to say no. They think that, you know what? No one's going to want me because of my price. And, you know, we go through all this drama in our head when we're living out of somebody else's pocket. We assume what they won't spend and what they will spend. And you have to realize that, baby, it's up to you. Part of doing branding is showing that you're worth the price. And that's why it's, like I say, it pisses me off when you go around asking how much money, how much should you charge? It doesn't matter if they charge that. If you can't show that you're worth that, then you know what? Whoever you're trying to get to spend money with you, they're not going to do it. Because you haven't showed them the value of whatever it is that number is. 
because a price is just a price until someone attaches value. It's just a fucking number. And unless you can make that number mean something, unless you can make that number valuable, then you know what? Maybe take those words out of your mouth and stop asking. And yes, I said mouth and not mouth. <laughs> but I want you guys, like I said, I'm sweetie, I'm cheering for you. I'm here for you. I'm about you making your coin, your quine, your ducats, your cheddar, all of it. I'm here for that part. So when you recognize that, you know what? I can't do all the things. I'm only one person. Then you have to make sure that your prices reflect the fact that you are one person. But then you become so valuable as one person. When you scale, you can have that number and then some more. Because you've grown and scaled and now you got somebody else you got to pay. So you know what? I got to charge more. I got to raise my prices because I got to pay my staff. Because I think they are the shit and they deserve every dollar I give them. If not for them, I would not have my business. If not for them, I would still be a one-man show. I would still be rocking this solopreneur thing, trying to do all the things and wear all the hats. So you know what? Yeah, baby. I'm going to need you to go ahead and roll out my money, my coin, my quine, my chatter. And that's okay. And if you are a client of anyone's, recognize that. Don't ask them for discounts. Now, if they offer you one, that's different. Go ahead and take that shit. I ain't saying that part. Don't be stupid. But don't walk in the door looking for one. Because you don't know what their prices reflect. If you think they're being greedy and you don't like greedy people, then, sweetie, take your business elsewhere. Don't sit here judging and, and, and pick apart and why you charge so much and don't do that. That's not cute. That's not cute. Because if they're getting paid for saying no, they are perfectly within their rights. Just like it's perfectly within your right to get your ass out of there and go find somebody cheaper, especially if you're price hunting. If you want what you want and you need what you need and it's not hurting you, yeah, you're out here price shopping, but I'm not even going to go down that road. But you cannot, if you, if you expect your prices to be respected, then you should respect the prices of others. If you don't feel that they offer the value of the price that they pull out of their mouth, then sweetie, that's your perception. But that might not be their truth. There was a, there's a brand strategist that I recently started following him again. And he said, that he charges 12 grand for one day. And I'm like, fuck, that's a lot. So by comparison, I don't think my shit is a lot. But then also he's working with a different type of client where I'm working with solopreneurs that probably don't see the value in paying for one day for 12 grand. There are business owners who make millions that see that as a drop in the bucket. But then there are people who, you know what, my seven, eight, two, whatever grand I'm, 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 I'm rocking with. That might be too much for them and they don't see the value. And that's fine. But then I have clients that, you know what, one of my clients said, ooh, I'm glad I got in before she raised her prices. I didn't say I was raising my prices. She did because she saw that much value in what she got. And so as you begin to build up your reputation, your authority and your expertise, you get to decide the price. Your price could be nice just because you're a nice person or your prices can be, you know what? I want a certain lifestyle, so this is my price. I want this thing, so this is my price. 
but your price should never be predicated on someone on what someone else charges. And that's the truth. Because if if I say, you know what, my brand daughters are $2,000 and they are, they're not the, the typical, you know, a brand identity, brand image shit, but they are. And they are that for a reason because of all the value that I provide, the insights and the actionable steps that I give you that, you know what, once you get this, even if you don't come back and go through the timeout or whatever it is, you should still be able to do something that makes your brand better, that makes you some more money. If you can't make sense of what I sent you and you can't take action with it, either I miscommunicated or you didn't understand. One of those things can be true. If I come back because I got video, don't think I don't. <laughs> if the video is showing, and yeah, this is a perception thing, but if the video is showing that, you know what, this is what she said. Cause you also get a copy of that video and I'm not pitching that shit right now, but I'm just saying, if the video is showing that, you know what, this is what I said, these are the steps you could take, because after I do it all, I show it to you. I walk you through it. And this is like, you know what, go do these things. Raise your prices a little bit. Because I tell all my clients, the reason you come to me is because I want to see you raise your fucking prices. Sweetie, they are making this wealth gap so fucking big. And you know what? I'm going off on a tangent. Bring it back. Screw it. Pump your brakes. I'm here. <laughs> yeah, but I do. I root for all my clients to raise their prices because they have to say no to something. They have to say no to living a life that they're not. What am I trying to say? They have to say no to the life they want while they get the life that they have. Does that make sense? I don't know. It sounded good in my head, but I know what I meant. I know what I meant. But anyway, I want to see you guys out here doing the thing. I want to see you get paid for saying no. And that could be as much as, you know what? I'm only going to charge them an extra 200 bucks for saying no to that other thing because this is more of a passion thing. I got enough money. And there are people out there, yes, you have enough money. You don't have to be greedy. Just because we're told to be greedy and compete and yeah, I'm not going down that road either. Skirt. But if you have enough wherewithal that you want to make your price this, then sweetie, don't ask anybody else what you should charge. Run your numbers and figure out how much you need first. Then figure out how much profit you want. Figure out your next level of who you're going to hire. Because even if you stay a one-man show, you're saying no to the bookkeeper that you can hire. You're saying no to the social media manager that can take some shit off your plate. Even if you don't have technically employees, but all you have is, is contract workers doing stuff. Sweetie, until you're able to afford them, you're saying no to them. And so if you want to be able to afford them, you, the people that you say yes to have to pay for that. They do. That's just the fact of life. That's the fact of business. That's how you level up. It's not running out and you know what? I want to do them under many. I'm going to go make me a course. Miss me with the bullshit. If no one was buying your shit when you was doing it yourself, they sure as hell is not going to buy it when you put it in a course. It don't make no never mind. I'm sorry. Now, if you can brand it in such a way, that's a different story. A sister can get down with that. <laughs> but that's not the thing. If you got to say no to something, then the person you're saying yes to has to pay for that. That's who respond. That's who's responsible for that fee. And if you can't make yourself comfortable with saying, you know what, it's this price, then guess who's paying that fee? You, cause you won't open your mouth. It's an old saying: closed mouth don't get fed. 
So if you don't open your mouth and say, this is what I charge, I don't give a fuck what you worth, whatever. Yeah, that you're, you're priceless, baby. You're priceless. So it's not about your worth. Stop thinking that because now you're making it about you. You're also placing your identity on the number that you pull out your mouth. Sweetie, that's, that's beside the point. What you're, what you're charging for is the value and the result. It has nothing to do with your worth. Take that shit to an intimate relationship and let your man or your woman or whoever tell you what you're worth. You're priceless to them. But to a person that's coming out of pocket, oh yeah, you better have some value. There's a difference. So that's the thing. That's all I got for y'all. Know when to get paid for saying no. Know why you're getting paid to say no. And know who the fuck is paying it. Is it you or is it them? Figure it out. All right, baby, let's go on and blow this shit up. I had a great time with y'all today. Five, bullshit happens. Suck it up. Four, your voice is important, so speak up. Three, you make the world a more beautiful place, so show up. Two, life is good, so buck up. And one, I love you and ain't a damn thing you can do about it, so shut the fuck up. Peace and hair grease, y'all. I'm out. Hey, Brand Baby. We appreciate you at Brandma's House. If you like what you heard, go ahead and subscribe, then share with your fam and your frenemies. If you didn't get enough and want to stay connected with the GCB, hit her up at GC Brandmother on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. You can also follow Brandma's House on Facebook, LinkedIn and Pinterest. The links are in the description. Until next time, keep branding by example.